I've shared my life openly on this podcast and it has had many endings and many new beginnings. One of those new beginnings for me is starting to invest again after the end of my marriage. The last few weeks I've had some exciting trips with some friends from Newland looking at plots of land in Juja, in Naivasha, and in the epic Narok, and I'm super stoked to start investing in real estate. I know times are hard, but there's no better time to start making wise investment decisions than now. I'll soon be sharing details of my Juja investment, but for now, check out their website which is newlands.co.ke or their Facebook page, Newlands Limited, and ask about the Living Truthfully payment plan. Coming up on this episode. So it reached a point I was like, um, since no one can understand me, and there's no hope in life, I might as well go. And I was very comfortable. I was very comfortable with that. So now you start thinking of the ways of going. So that's the point whereby I decided to go buy some you know, some tablets. Like almost 50 or 60 of them. And you know, there's that part of you that still wants to keep fighting. But I think it had been overpowered by the by the negative side. So now you have the pills You're at home. Yes. What did What happened? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you surviving with covid you know we, we could now have a drink in the restaurants <laughs> uh but the coffee is still on how is this coffee working for you let me know uh send send a voice note do uh do an email amanimaranga@gmail.com or just hit me up on social media dm me tell me what what is going on in your world all right so i have a fantastic guest in the house You know those guys you you meet and then first they look familiar so clearly we've been in the same spaces a couple of times uh you did tell me that we did we did church together at crossroads did we talk then uh, at uh, Bellevue did we talk then um i think it was just uh, hello 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 yeah? yeah yeah okay and then but but you really just have a very distinctive face uh, but we're in a group together uh called brotherman yes and My guest Mr. Biko Mangula is uh, is a very interesting chap because you can I, I don't know him very well so I'm just going to say what I what what I see one someone passionate about doing good and and he we've just been talking with him about some mentorship program he's he's doing some mentors, mentorship process he's doing with some young guys uh, in a slum who live just near near him eh? and um but also just as you see you know the way you can tell a character of a guy through the conversations you have in a group uh, i really think he's a very conscientious person and in a conversation we were having he said you know what i have a story to tell a story around depression and mentorship and so ladies and gentlemen welcome mr kobe a coffee to how are you doing sir i'm good i'm good karibu Sunday. How was your day? Um my day was good. It was very productive. You said you have a story to tell. Yes, I do. Where does this story begin? Um my story begins just after high school. Okay. Where were you in high school? I was in Highway Secondary School. Okay. Yes. So I had uh, completed my high school. Mm-hmm. I had uh Uh, got I'd received the results mm-hmm. I had not performed as okay. as expected okay but at least I'd met the bare minimum of um joining university okay yes what what, what was that grade I got a C plus okay yes. it's not that's not bad yes mm-hmm. yeah okay um 
So I was a bit disturbed because uh, I had expected to do you know, much better than that. But, you know, at times life happens. So in the process of uh, thinking of what next to do, I thought of uh, uh, looking for work. So I went out, looked for work to an acquaintance, and uh, I was fortunate enough. I got I, I, I got I got some work to work at a mobile phone shop. Okay. Yes. Um, earning meg salary. Okay. I think it was around, was it 4,000? Okay. 4,000. Uh, all right. What, what year was that? That was 2003. Okay. Yes. But you're still, you're staying at home? Yes, I'm staying at And home. And paying rent? I'm paying rent. You have, you have 4Gs every month? Um, well, you know, at that point, um, things were not good also mm. at home. Mm. You know, both parents had been uh, retrenched. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I'm trying to think of, you know, how to go on, how mm. to proceed with life. Mm. So, here comes the job. I've worked for three months with no salary. Oh, wow. And this being my first job, mm. and I'm very young. Mm. So, I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit disappointed. Um, I even thought of, you know, going to the Ministry of Labor mm. to report the guy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, upon, uh, you know, seeking advice from my mom, mm. she just told me, you know, at times just let go of things. So I decided to, you know, to, to resign since I'm not paying rent. Mm. Um, I don't have so many expenses. I can go back to, you know, my father's house. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So to speak. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and also during that time, you know, I'd, I'd actually realized that uh, one needs, you know, further education in terms of the, uh, the job market. Mm. You need to have some papers. So here I am. Um, I'm not able to go to campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, work is also a challenge. So I think in the process, I started to despair. Mm. Yeah, I started to despair. Mm. Yeah. What did that despair look like? What did it, was it, was it just sadness? Was it anger? Did you take it out um, on, on something? Did you start taking a substance? What did it look like? Um, I was disappointed that I didn't perform as you know as expected as you, as you expected yes yeah. then you know i'm frustrated i'm not able to you know obviously i'm not able to go to university to further mm. my education mm. and i'm not able to get a good job mm. that can further my education so there was um i think there was a level of anger there was a level of bitterness with the you know with the situation i was in Yeah. Yeah. Then there's this guy who took advantage of you for three months. Exactly. He's not paid your salary. No. So what did you do? Um, I thought of you know, I think I'm a very creative person. Mm-hmm. So I thought of volunteering. Okay. But the 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 main challenge with the volunteering was that uh, it would op- it would only happen on Saturdays. What would I do Monday? Friday to engage my time. Okay. Why, why, why did you want to volunteer? What were you, what, what was the volunteering opportunity? So, there is uh, Ungana. Ungana is an arm of AMREF. Okay. So, I googled mm. and I found it. Mm-hmm. So, it, it was just about youths, mm. you know, um, going to children's homes, yeah. doing cleanups, mm. basically just, you know, giving back to the society mm-hmm. and at the same time, engaging yourself as a youth. Okay. Yes. So you join Ungana? I joined Ungana. Once a week? Once a week. Saturday? Yes. But you have Sunday to Friday? I have Sunday to Friday. To figure out what to do with your life? Exactly. Okay. So what do you do with Sunday to Friday? Um, you know, I decided to help out, you know, do the chores in the house. Mm. But you see, that still, you can't do chores from eight to Midnight. You can't? 
my mother should hear this eh <laughs> 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 uh, according to my mom you do you can do chores 24 hours i, mean, I hear you i hear yeah yeah. That, yeah yeah so it became monotonous that it became like a normal routine and i've come to realize that i am someone who likes being engaged i don't like sitting idle So in the process um you know at times also you can't even get you know the fare to go to Ungana or to go to the activities. Mm. So I think in that process I just started you know despairing. Like I was just thinking um what's this life all about? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Passé. Mm. Yes. How old are you? At this time 19. Yes. Understand your reasons mm-hmm. for despair. Maybe were you sad were you and and even when you're angry or whatever it is what how did it how how did how did it go from despair to a place of depression? Well, I lost hope in life. I was bitter with God. Yes. Yeah. Did you get to a place where you feel you were depressed? So what normally used to happen I can remember I used to I used to tell myself mm. I used to think that I'm going mad okay and I think it started in the mind then I actually verbalized it mm-hmm. so that's what I would um verbalize like for quite some time like that's what I used to do alone mm. yes What what made you think you're going mad? Um because I had lost interest mm. in most of the things. Mm. Like remember I used to do the house chores. Mm. I stopped doing the chores. Okay. Um I used to, you know, talk to my friends. I withdrew mm. from my friends. Mm. And I just started losing hope in life. Mm. And I think at some point I actually used to tell God I want to die. Your folks do you have siblings? Yes, I do. Where are they at this time and what are they seeing from you? Well, my older siblings had, you know, that moved out. Mm. Um the younger ones, you know, they were in school. One was in, one was in high school, the other one was in primary school. Mm. So most of the time I would be, you know, alone in the house. Okay. Yes, with Good. the folks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And your folks didn't pick it up? No, they didn't. They didn't. Mm. Yeah. You know because at that time also my my dad was unwell. Mm. Yes. He was quite unwell. Mm. Yes. So most of the attention, you know, was on him. Was on so him. It was easy for you to to be to be going down this rabbit hole and no one can see. Yes. And also to some level, you know, I'm an, I'm an introvert. Mm. So most of the time I'll just you know stay in my room yeah did you ever get help maybe i'm assuming there was help and there was none by the time i realized that i was actually depressed because i didn't even know that i'm depressed mm. i was already you know so into it mm. and i was really you know there's that bit of you that's worried that wants to keep you alive mm. but there's that other aspect of yours that you know you 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 you're satisfied with you know with going so what what was the trigger for that moment what what, what that you realize i am in trouble what what happened at that what what was going on in your life in terms of for me i realized i hadn't left the house in two weeks <clears throat> i hadn't uh, sometimes my curtains were not open or not drawn um cuz mine happened a little later my curtains are not drawn um not left the house sometimes i stay a whole day without having usually for me my day starts on a shower so i wake up the first thing i do is take a shower then my day starts so sometimes i realize it's 5 pm and i haven't taken a shower so and i'm like okay maybe i should shower because a guest could come or someone and <clears throat> They find me smelling of yesterday, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
it was that space after going through that for almost two, three weeks. Huh? One day I woke up and I realized this is not normal. Um, it's not my normal. <laughs> and so I asked someone to take me to, to drive me to a therapist I knew because I wanted to talk to someone. I felt I had lost my mojo. That was how it looked like for me. Mm-hmm. What did it look like for you? Um, for me, uh, I stopped eating. I was a skinny guy, but I stopped eating. Um, I withdrew from from my friends. Um, most of the time, I was confused. Um, I even think I lost my my you know my line of thought. Like I wouldn't know that just. You know, like on a normal day, you know, you're supposed to do this or you're supposed to think like this. I think I lost my, you know, my line of thought. Um, I would meet with a friend of mine, the one I reached out to during that time. But when it gets dark, like for instance, if I'm with you, I just leave you hanging and I disappear. So my, I felt like I was not safe. So I'd go back to my room. So my room was my safe, my safe space. Um, then even the fact that I'm telling God that I don't want to leave. I want to die. Not once, but it, 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 it like became like a mantra to me. So that's when I realized things are not. Things are not good. Things are not good. I even, you know, I started now, you know, thinking of ways of taking my life. Oh. Yeah. What stopped you? Um, I'm also a social guy. So there's a friend of mine who had a family friend I had reached out to. So he would uh, at least try to engage me. Mm. Like we would talk. Um, I would go spend time at his place of business, you know, at least to encourage me. Mm. He was born again. He still is. Mm. Um, then I had a friend who was a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So in fact, it's it's a pharmacist who actually told me that I am depressed. Mm. Yes, because I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And when she gave me a pamphlet about, you know, like the symptoms and everything, mm. you know, that was my eureka moment. I was like, wow, yes. Mm. Yeah. So what did you do with the eureka moment? Um, um, by then I was so in into the depression so they would encourage me the much they could uh, but you know like most of the time I was alone so n- the negative thoughts kept creeping in and since there was you know no one was you know I thought there's, they couldn't understand me no one could understand me. Mm. So it reached a point I was like, um, since no one can understand me and there's no hope in life, mm. I might as well go. And I was very comfortable. I was very comfortable with that. Mm. So now you start thinking of the ways of going. So that's the point whereby I decided to go buy some, some tablets like almost 50 or 60 of them. And, you know, there's that part of you that still wants to keep fighting. But I think it had been overpowered by the, by the negative side. Mm. Yeah. I won't even ask what pills you bought, but when you're buying 50 pills, what do, what do, you, tell a, what do you tell a pharmacist? Well, remember, I had a friend who's a pharmacist. Mm. So I wouldn't, I didn't go and buy the entire 60. You know, I was buying them in batches of 10. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> so now you have the pills. They're at home. Yes. What did? What happened? You know, I was there with the pills. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable. 
living in the world. So I took the pills. And uh, you know, hoping that, you know, that is the end. Yes. Since you're here, the pills didn't work. The pills didn't work. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to picture in my mind what's happening to you, to your body with 60 pills inside your stomach. Are you sick? Are you fine? Do you puke? What happens? So funny thing, I wake up and I wake up with a, you know, with a stomach, a really nasty stomach. So after. you went to sleep after you took the pills? Yes. Was this at night? Um, <clears throat> are you trying to, are you hoping like I will take the pills, sleep, and then not wake up? Or what, what was, what was that? What was that thinking? What was your strategy? I was taking the pills to take my life. Yeah. To end my life. So is it the pills that made you sleep? Or did you just wait to see if you'll fall asleep? And I'm not I I am asking out of curiosity. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know it happened quite a number of years ago. I can't remember, you know, everything in detail. Mm-hmm. Um but I think some of this the, the pills also had, a, you know, some influence in me going, you to know, sleep. to sleep. Yes. So now you wake up mm-hmm. and your stomach is hurting. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like vomiting. Yes. So you go vomit. Yes. How did it feel? Like I was saying, I just, you know, it was a very nasty stomach, upset, and, you know, a, a nasty headache. It's like, you know, a very nasty headache. Um, so I decided, you know, I need to go take some water, you know, to at least soothe mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I was very, I think I was, I was very disappointed that it didn't work. There was that other you know part of me that was also happy that I that I didn't die because like I told you there's always that other side of you that wants to live but it's overpowered yes so now you're disappointed you've not died your stomach is hurting <laughs> um on a light note You're a complete failure. Yeah. Even <laughs> you can't even kill yourself. So how do you, what do you do? What's your next step? So after that incident, um, I came to the real. Did your folks figure out? No, they didn't. Wow, they didn't. Mm-hmm. No one did until I think I confessed to to my mom a couple one year two years ago ah yes not so many people know about it what, what did she say well i mean she was astonished mm. yes she was wow yeah. okay so <clears throat> now you've you failed at death see maybe we try living might succeed what what do you do with you what do you do with yourself And now a word from our sponsors. COVID-19 has changed our lives in many ways. As an entrepreneur, I have come to appreciate the value of us sticking together. This is why I want to give you the listener of Living Truthfully an incredible offer to advertise your business on this podcast for Wait for it. Whatever you can afford. Wow! That's right. Whatever you can afford. This is what you do. Just send me an email on amani at thamanimedia.com with details of your product or service and how much you want to pay. Wow. That's it. And then I will get back to you. And once approved, your advert will be on the next episode. Take a chance on yourself and pay what you can. However, some subjective terms and conditions will definitely apply. At Living Truthfully, we have many friends. 
And one of these friends is Pau. Paushinsky. His real name is actually Polo Tieno. But I'll tell you why he's our friend. He's also the one who did our Living Truthfully logo. And Pau needs our help. Now, Pau has a brother who was involved in a hit-and-run accident on the thicker superhighway, and he almost died. Twice. The first time at the accident, and the second time, would you believe this, due to neglect in a public hospital. He's much better now, we're grateful to report. But he has been in hospital for almost 100 days, and the family needs 2.5 million Ken shillings to get him home. So we are asking for donations. 50 bob, 100 bob, 200 bob, anything you can afford, nothing is too small. Send a donation to Victor Oma Medical Fund, pay bill number 5107697. I'll say that again, 5107697. The account number will be your name. Please donate and let's get Victor back home. They aren't famous for their perfect hair. But they are sure about to be famous for their love of Formula One. Listen to Andy and Eve take on the world of racing unfiltered. Join them as they delve into their passion, as they provide insights and unbiased opinions on their all-time favorite sporting event. Listen to the F1 pod on Google Podcasts now. And now, back to our story. Now you've you failed at death. See, maybe we try living. Might succeed. What What do you do with your What do you do with yourself? So after not succeeding, um, I think I came to the realization that uh, God still has a purpose mm. for my life. Mm. And that was it. You know, that was the about turn in my life. Mm. And that's now when I started, you know, to take back my life. Mm. Because um, you know, I'd been speaking to the pharmacist. So yeah. She needs. She told me, like she she advised me that I need to start doing the things mm. I used to do before. So like helping out in the house, mm. um, you know, trying to socialize with my friends, just trying to keep myself busy. Um, I was also fortunate enough to have a friend, you know, at church, mm. so he'd give me spiritual books to read. Mm. And um, at the same time, I also have a very good friend of mine. We've been friends from the past almost 12, ever since, you know, that mm-hmm. period. He was the one who was working with me. So he told me to, to write down events as they were unfolding. So I used to write down on, on pieces of paper, like how I'm feeling on a specific day, what happened. Yes. So that really, that really helped. Yes. Do, do you have? Do you still have those pieces of paper? Yes, I do. Do you read them? Um, at some point, uh, I actually typed out everything. Mm-hmm. So it's all everything is typed up in a word document. Wow. I'm thinking of uh, you know doing a book. Wow. Yes. I wanna read it. <laughs> I really do. I wanna read it. You will. Do you feel like you're better now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What what got you better? What got you to this place where you feel you're absolutely better? Um, you know, even during that process of healing, I was depressed for like six months, mm. and it took me like almost seven months mm. to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I was telling you, going back to my previous routine. Mm. And uh, you know, a lot of uh, talk therapy, if if I, if I may call it. Um, Did you ever see a professional? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, by that time, they they felt that it would, it wouldn't be healthy, mm-hmm. maybe to go see a psychiatrist or anything. Mm-hmm. 
you know, once they start prescribing medication for you, mm. maybe they thought that I might get hooked to to a drug. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, a lot of talk therapy. And uh I can say this categorically. Mm. You know, as I was healing, I felt like I was not yet 100%. Mm. So, one day I was listening to Hope FM and uh, Tina was there. And uh, she was speaking a word and for some reason it's like that word was for me. She was saying that uh, as a young man who's been in bondage and uh, the Lord is telling me that today that bondage is coming to an end. And I f- I felt as a, 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 a it's like a tingling in my brain. Wow. At that moment. And by then I knew I'm I'm healed. Wow. Yeah. Have ever told this to Tina? I've never gotten the opportunity to meet her in person. Would you like to tell her? I would. All right, let me see if I can find her. So I'm calling to now. Mr. Malanga. Hello. Asif. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Very well. Very unexpected. Is it? I'm all ears, man. Go ahead. So, <laughs> um, I'm in a conversation with someone. I'm recording a podcast. Currently? Currently. Okay. And so you're actually currently on air. <laughs> um, you kidding me? No, see, this is something you're used to. Just being randomly no. on air. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me a story. Right. This story involves you. Mm-hmm. It says how, while you were on air, yeah, you said you gave a word mm. that changed his life. Okay, and he'd like to say thank you. Like right now? Yes. Can people hear me? It's not live; it's recorded. Oh, good. So, okay. so the gentleman is called Biko. So I'm going to let Biko just say hi, and okay. then he'll he'll tell he'll tell you what he'd like to say. Biko, go ahead. Okay, okay. Hi, Dina. Hi, Biko. How are you? I am shocked. Why are you shocked? No, okay, I'm surprised. That's a word. No, it's not shocked. Surprised. That, <laughs> I'm surprised. Why are you surprised? Mm-hmm. Because I I do not know where this call is going, uh, uh-huh. but. Amani has told me a little bit. Yes. So, go ahead. Break it down for me. Um, basically, around, uh, um, was it uh, 2003, 2004? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, uh, you know, I was depressed. Yeah. Suicidal. But I used to listen to Hope FM a lot. And uh, during my healing time, there's a day you were, just before you ended your show, there's a word you mm. spoke and I felt like that word was mine. And uh, if I can remember the words you said that there's a, there's a young man who's in bondage and his bondage uh, is going to end today. And just after you had said that, I just, f- I felt a sensation in my, in, my, in, my, in my brain and I felt that I was healed and I knew that I was healed. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I've never gotten an opportunity to say, you know, thank you. Because I believe God yeah. used God worked through you. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> now you got me all teary eyed. Ah, wow. Yeah. That is a fantastic testimony. Yes. And how are you doing now? I'm great. I'm great. Good. Yes. Great is good. <laughs> Tina, thank you so much for your time. I really wanted, I, when he told me this story, I was like, she must hear this. I don't know what you are doing with your afternoon, but so I Let hope. me tell you, I'm in the right place at the right time. 
Now I'm just going to get some Kleenex and boo-hoo into it. That's <laughs> fantastic. Just my goodness. Yeah, just, I, I think it's important to know that, you, you know, you, you've had impact and you oh. have one, one more story to tell. <laughs> Amen. You too, Amani, because the fact that you're taking time to go ahead and place people's stories on your platform, you have no idea who you're helping. None. And, and someday when you're wearing your crown, because it will be too heavy, you probably need a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you you are going to, this is good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for also telling the people's story. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look for you. Thank you, Miko. And we have some tea. You're welcome. I'm yeah. going to look for you and we have some tea, but thank you for taking your time and for taking my call. And samosa. Oh, okay. yes. I, You're I, very welcome. I will add samosa <laughs> to that chai, for sure. <laughs> thank but, you. Thank you, Tina. God bless you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah. How did that feel talking to Tina? Um You know like the story of the the 10 lepers? Mm-hmm. You know, it's only one who went back and you know. Mm. Uh, you know. Uh say thank you. Mm. Because God works through through men. Mm. Jesus was God but he's also a man. Mm. And God worked through through him. through him so god also worked through tina so i never thought in my wildest dreams that you know i would ever get a chance to tell her thank you yeah. well god works in mysterious ways yes <laughs> who knew today was going to be the day <sighs> what would you like to tell someone who's been down your path or someone who's going through um a difficult time this covid has changed lives mm-hmm. many for the worse and maybe there's someone who's going through their moment of despair now their moment of uh, the dark the dark moment what would you like to tell them um what I'll tell them is that they shouldn't lose hope mm. there's always hope It's always a way out. Because, you know, when you're in that state, you feel like there's no way out. You're not able to think straight. Um, what I did, I reached out to a friend of mine. He was way older than me because I didn't feel like my age mates would understand what I'm going through. So I reached out to him. And, you know, that really helped. Like, just getting somebody to talk to a problem shared is a problem half solved it's true yes there's always hope and whenever you you're in a certain situation don't think you that i'm alone in this situation never for one minute think so but always reach out and and i want to talk to especially to men you know men um they feel like being vulnerable is unmanly mm. it's not there's nothing wrong about sharing your challenges because i i call it a challenge everyone faces challenges mm. at times you just need somebody to to walk with you yeah how are you feeling right now um you know when i look back well before starting the, this conversation i was you know i was good but when i look back um you know it's it's made me emotional because it was a really i mean it sound very you know good right now but back then you know it was a really dark place that i was in mm. yeah it was a very dark place that i was in yeah how did you get to uni what happened how did that work um so i approached um a, a family friend yeah used to be a lecturer mm-hmm. at uh, at Daystar mm-hmm. and i told her that you know i'm planning to go to Daystar so we exchanged ideas mm-hmm. um i decided to do a, a small fundraiser mm-hmm. after i did the fundraiser i managed to you know to do a few hours mm-hmm. while in Daystar mm-hmm. then um 
while in the east i also got to learn about work study yeah the work study program i know it yes mm. so i applied and i was fortunate enough to you know to get it to get it mm. then i would also i also applied for uh higher education loans board mm. so that's what used to help me oh uh, yeah and you did your undergrad i did my undergrad i never thought that i would graduate I graduated mm-hmm. with a second class apart. Wow. Yes. So there is hope. There is hope. The situation as it looks right now that's not the end. It's not the end. What what's uh what's the highlight of what's been the highlight of your life so far? What's been like your the mo- a moment you can remember and you said I'm really happy. Um when I graduated. Mm when i put on that gown mm. i never thought that i would mm. graduate mm. i did oh yeah when did you graduate 2011 wow yeah all done all done i think we should clap for you what do you think my coffee to finally Apart from volunteering now what are, what are you doing with your time are you working are you what are you spending your time currently i'm doing an online course okay um for counseling okay it's being offered by the light university mm-hmm. from america mm-hmm. it's actually a, a mental health coach training mm. as responder uh i got to know about it from you know where i fellowship mm. Um, because we need to start this conversation in churches we, um because you know we don't have so many mental health prat- practitioners so the purpose of this course is to you know to and to empower people who are in the you know serving ministry or helping let me call it the helping ministry to help you know the other mental health practitioners who are not the numbers i mean the numbers are not that large mm-hmm. at least to to help individuals um who are undergoing um, depression or suicidal and uh in most cases if you're not able, if you're not able to, to to solve certain problems you refer them now to the professionals like the the psychiatrist or the psychologist, psychologist yeah yes but i'm an, I'm, I'm an aspiring psychologist oh, wow. okay. i am planning to do my masters in psychology what did you do an undergrad in um i did the bachelor of commerce mm-hmm marketing but i discovered my purpose you said you, said you found your purpose what's what's your purpose what how do you what, what do you th- why do you think you're here uh you know at, in church we there's a there's a there's a workshop that was organized and uh the workshop was for individuals who uh who've hit midlife crisis mm. and they don't know their next step mm um or guys who've just you know you've resigned from your job mm. or uh you've been fired from your job so you don't know what next mm. so the purpose of that workshop was for individuals who are in that space mm. and uh, i felt like i was in that space myself mm. uh so i decided to attend uh, the workshop so the highlight of the workshop was uh, there's a lady called Matilda mm-hmm. she's the one who runs that program mm-hmm. it's called half time okay Yes. And 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 another book. Half time. It's not necessarily that you you get to 40 that you yeah. get to to your half time. Yeah. For me I think my half time came earlier. Earlier. So the highlight of the of the of the of the workshop was that the lady told us that at some point she told us to go and spend some time mm. alone mm. and think about what you feel mm. God is you know leading you to. Mm. Um so I went out I wrote down what I felt mm. was what God was telling me. Mm. So when I came back you know we shared. Mm. So for me it was psychology. Mm. That's your purpose. Mm. Helping people who are hurting especially mm. in depression mm. or, or suicidal. Then the lady said that God will give you two signs mm. that that is that is his purpose for your life. Mm. So me just laughed it off. And you know the workshop ended mm. and uh we went home. Mm. 
So the following day, and in fact she said the following day, mm-hmm. that's what is going to happen. Wow. That was on a Saturday. So mm-hmm. Sunday, come Sunday, mm-hmm. I I wake up. I go to my WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. The minute I go to my WhatsApp, I see these uh these short videos mm-hmm. of a boy who used to deliver I think newspapers. Mm-hmm. And there's this particular lady they used to go visit with mm-hmm. the father. Mm-hmm. So he knocked at the door and and no one was opening. Mm. And remember that he, he he normally used to go on those trips with the dad. So the dad didn't feel like going to. Mm. But the boy insisted that he has to go. Mm. So the boy went by himself. He was knocking at the door, knocking at the door, no one is opening. So he was he continued persistently knocking at the door. Eventually the lady opened. Mm. So seemingly the old lady wanted to take her life. Wow. So it's this boy who saved yeah. stopped her yeah. from taking her life. Yeah. So that was the first sign mm. for you for me. Mm. The second sign was uh, So so like the young boy represented you. Yes. Okay. So the second sign was somebody tagged me on, on Facebook mm. because what no, I think guys had known that I normally help out mm. individuals who especially men. Mm. Uh, you know suicidal or depressed mm-hmm. so somebody had tagged me and said biko come see this so for me that was my second sign mm. what was on the facebook i think somebody had written a suicide note wow. on facebook yeah and <laughs> for some reason i always used to see myself sit i'm in a room and we are two people mm. it's like we're having a conversation a conversation and i never understood that because it would happen it had happened several times mm. so i never understood that so it's like in small bits god was just showing you showing me until now you know i'm in this space whereby i'm a mental health coach and uh, you know i am thinking of doing my masters in psychology and i'm very passionate about it And I hope that God opens every door. I'm sure he will for you. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Today is one of those days you were doing a mentorship, right? Yes. And you were telling me that you're mentoring these kids because you just saw them loitering and you were like, I got to do something about it. Well, I've been mentoring kids from uh, last year. Okay. And um, you know in the process as you go about your day to day, you see the same kids you've been mentoring just loitering around. Um, being idle. How did you start the mentorship thing? Um I've always been passionate about you know the youth. And um myself at some point when I was very young I used to volunteer a lot. So during that process I I I made friendship with a certain lady. Okay. She was also a volunteer mm-hmm. with the Ungana. Mm-hmm. Um so we bumped into each other and uh she felt like we could do something for yeah, the youth yeah um based on our background okay so that's okay i think she had already started so she was looking for somebody to come in and you know help out yeah you know i feel like i'm giving back to society um because at some point in my life i was also young and somebody impacted in my life so i feel like i should also do the same um This week you're spending the entire week doing doing the mentorship program. How, how much of your time is it taking? I'm there from 8 to 1 p.m. Where is that? Um the mentorship program is taking place at uh St. Catherine's. Mm-hmm. It's in South Bay. Okay. Yes. So the kids come and you take them through this day. Yes. This half a day. Yes. You, you you did say that some of them come from the slum is it some of them is it all of them in fact all of them are from the neighboring slum area because okay. that's where they normally do their schooling mm. yes <laughs> how can how can people like me or people who listen to this podcast plug into what you're doing the kids have various needs uh for the girls they need uh, they lack sanitary pads um even the you know underpants um for boys even just socks or you know the same thing with underpants and another thing we realized that um most of these kids come from you know uh, vulnerable homes so 
especially during the covid time when things are really tough you know food can be an issue mm. not only for them but for everyone mm. yeah so that's how guys can actually plug in or even you know you can identify a kid mm. and decide um maybe i'm going to pay school fees for for this guy mm. for the entire you know secondary level you, you did tell me that some of the kids are uh like like some one of the reasons and been, uh, this is something i've been trying to figure out one of the reasons that teenage pregnancies are happening more now is because you know these teenagers are willing to sell their bodies for food sanitary pads for for real basics yeah that's true um but i can't say it's really selling per se um what you find is that uh, maybe due to the financial constraints in the home Um, the parents may not be able to you know purchase pads for the girls so the girls might try to look for you know another way of getting the pads and you know someone may take advantage of them so if i wanted to plug in if i wanted to come and say i have time maybe i want to come and spend some time or I have a little money maybe I have a g to gs whatever i want to come and uh, plug in how do i Reach, reach, how do I reach you or the people that are working with you're working with give the contact um my mobile number okay yeah 0720 840522 okay yes email address maybe um my email is mangulabiko mm-hmm. at gmail.com all right so you know how to reach mangulabiko mangula does it have that apostrophe at the top when, uh, when i'm writing it on gmail When you're writing on on Gmail no it doesn't have it's just man, it's like mangula it's like mangula mangula biko at gmail.com yes and you had his number we're going to post it on the show notes yeah I was going to ask how old are you <laughs> uh are you dating not at the moment you, see, you know you know have a 40 something percent female listenership it might <laughs> it might work out for you drop your age i'm 35 35 yes and he, and he's single and he has, he knows his purpose and you already dropped his number so you know what to do you have everything you need <laughs> uh-huh. folks i keep telling people this there's there's purpose in pain there is you can always find some some purpose from your pain yeah i seems like you did yes i did god bless you bro god bless you too asante sana karibu